Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Good morning. Thanks for joining us for fun, thoughtful conversations. Um, I'm Pam Robertson, and this is Talking Joy, and I'm here with my team members from Talking Joy, and today we are going to talk about discernment. And uh, what do you guys think that means, discernment? What is, that's kind of a word you don't hear every day. Anyone? Troubling. That's what comes to mind. Okay. Anybody else? Ariane, you have a little cheat here because you've, you've come to some of my talks on discernment. I don't know. I'm being put on the spot. I'm going to think about this one for a second. Okay. Anybody else? So discernment for me and discernment in the Christian faith is, uh, um, <clears throat> is decision-making. And how do we make really good decisions? And what is your process for making decisions? And we make decisions all day long from the minute we get up until the moment we go to bed. We decide, you know, are you going to brush your teeth or not going to brush your teeth? Or are we going to have, you know, avocado toast or a bowl of cereal or a donut? And we make decisions and we we think, oh, well, maybe the donut's not so great for me, but the avocado toast might be better. And so we kind of, you discern that and you think, is it worth it? Or... And, uh, and so throughout the day, I make decisions. And sometimes in my life, they're really big decisions. You know, do I go back to school with four little kids or don't I? Um, and, and how did I discern that? And sometimes there are other people in my life. So I'm a spiritual director, and spiritual directors are often people that can help you discern big deci- life decisions that you can go and really talk it out with someone. Uh, so when I decided I was going to go back to school, I did that. You know, I really talked it out and talked to the people in my life that it would affect. You know, number one, my husband. And Joanne, maybe you did a little bit of discerning with your husband when you decided mm-hmm. to go back mm-hmm. to school for yoga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you Absolutely. talk to your husband and you guys talked it through and what would this look like and what are the pros and cons and and how will it affect? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually still debating on it. I'm teaching Saturday and... I had the best experience the previous Saturday, but then last week, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. So in my mind, my decision is I'm just going to do it until I don't want to. Mm. And what so did I'm going to you... try again this week and see if I enjoy it. Can you share what you, what you mean by you didn't enjoy it? <clears throat> well, the first week I had about 30 people in my class, and I really enjoyed that. I felt like the energy, the power. Okay. Um, and then last week there was a little less, and I think you know because of the holiday... And it wasn't a normal, regular scheduled class. Um, I felt like the energy wasn't the same. There are a lot of people who were beginners, and it's not really a beginner type class. Okay. So it was hard to not stop and help them more like I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I was thinking was like, oh, like Mateo had a soccer game, and mm-hmm. Tia had something, and I really was sad that I wasn't with them. Um, and so Sunday, I was like, that's it. I think I think maybe I don't want to do this. And then um, throughout the week, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to not going to decide that yet. I'm just going to go with the flow a little longer until I truly know. And that's part of the process, too, in discerning, is that you sort of, you had a really good experience, and then you right. had one that was like, oh, maybe yeah. I'm missing out on something that's more valuable to me right now. Right. But then as the week progressed, you thought, wow, I've put a lot of time and energy right. into this, 
and it's my passion. And so should I think about it a little bit longer? Yeah, what I hear from that story is your ability to be almost responsive over reactive and with in regards to discernment um, that came to mind that thought process of trying to be like mindful of how long it does take often to process a decision right and um, you know oftentimes we don't know right away like mm-hmm. we have to sort of trust the process of time right which can be tough yeah. I think that is what I do most in life when it comes to decision making I think it's my hardest thing to be honest it's really hard for me to make decisions sometimes. So I think I really just let time kind of decide for me, and then I, I eventually have a gut feeling, you know. Yes. And that's what I was going to lead into. And so for me personally, and I didn't know that this wasn't the norm when I was younger because it was just the way that I made decisions, but I've always made decisions with my intuition, with that gut sense. Yeah. And sometimes it, it doesn't come from, to me very you know easily. But most of the time it does, and I know in my body, I can feel whether something is right or wrong. And, you know, I remember one time when I was in college and somebody asked to borrow my car, and I kept, I I just didn't feel right about it, and I kept asking my cousin, like, I wanted him to say to me, no, don't, don't do it. And he was like, oh, I don't know. And it went back and forth and back and forth. I finally let the girl use my car, and thank goodness she's okay, but she had a car accident. Oh, my gosh. And it, went, it was against everything in my body, but she kept begging to use the car. And I, I know that sounds silly, but I knew that I shouldn't have done that. And so you can see in hindsight the times that I didn't listen to my intuition or I was ignoring it or pushing it down, things didn't happen in a pleasant or positive way. And so for me personally, like I, I listen to, to my body, I look for signs. Um, and you were going to say something, Jennifer? Well, I was just talking back to Joanna, Joanne's um, issue with, with what she was missing out. And I feel that, you know, to, to Kate's point, she has put so much time and effort into this practice. And Right now, it might seem like so much, but right. the more time, I, I guess, the more time you put into it, you might have the opportunity to not have the classes when your kids have important things. So it's sort of like you have to pay your dues, right? And then you'll have more flexibility. Yeah, it's just like yeah. timing. It's timing. I yeah. agree. Yeah, and I'm totally okay with trying longer. I, I, I tend to, I feel like I kind of go with the flow until. I really don't want to, and then I know that that's the decision made, you know? It's interesting, as we get older, it becomes much more difficult to make decisions, and I think that's because there's more people involved in the decision process. The the affect will, you know, it will affect other people. When we were younger, the decisions that we made might have affected other people, but we never looked at it like that. <laughs> um, That's so true. And they were, they were more selfish. Right, absolutely yeah. true. You, you just get called out so much yeah. more when you don't make the right decision. It's true. But or, you feel, I, I feel guilty if I'm not thinking about my family as I'm making a decision also. Right. It's not just about me. Yeah. Right. Once course. you get married and have kids, right. it's always usually them before you. Right. Of course. Hmm. There's more pressure, though, in some regard, but it's... I think as long as you have, I mean, the right intentions, right? And like you do put your 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 family first and make decisions based on the uh, that thought process, then even if it's not perhaps the right one at the time, it's at least it gives you peace of mind. Right. And that's so, why I think you were intention. saying discernment 
versus just decision making is the length of time it takes you or the back and forth of talking with your husband or family member or whatnot to come to a decision to feel like what's the right thing that's like more of the definition of more of a troubling discernment than just a decision throughout the day um and that is because you are always thinking about other people because of because of the affect of it so and so when i finally do make a decision and i've thought about it and i've had this process of coming to a decision and a great example of that is uh, when I got my office space in, in Summit. So I had been meeting people one-on-one in spiritual direction at the church for years, and I finally thought, you know, I would like my own space. I, I think it's more welcoming to people of all walks of faith to be able to come into a space that's not in the church. And, and so it was a big step for me, and I was out to lunch with a friend, and she said, when are you going to get your own office space? And I said, oh, you know, that's actually a dream of mine. And about a week later, I got an email from a friend in town who was moving office spaces and had wanted to sublet this office in her new office space right in downtown Summit. Beautiful windows. You know, you, some of you have seen my, my office. I think most of you have. Uh, so anyway, I went over. I just answered the email, and I said, oh, I'll come take a look. And in my mind, I had a dollar amount. I thought, oh, well, it's no way it's going to be this cheap, but if it's this amount of money, I'll take it. And so I look at the space, and I was just like, oh, this is perfect. And, uh, you know, I was like, how much? <laughs> and, and she told me, and it was the exact amount that I had in my head. And so I left. I said, let me, let me think about it. Let me mention it to my <laughs> husband. I called my husband, and he didn't know anything about this. And, and he, said, uh, he said, I didn't know you wanted office space. Do you want office space? And I was like, oh, it's actually been a dream of mine. And so... I, because of his support, you know, went for it. But on the way there, I remember saying to myself um, in my head, like, who are you to be doing this? You know, this great big leap and, you know, can you afford it? And, and you know, just all of, the, all of the reasons around that. And this Marianne Williamson quote came to mind. And it says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And is our light not the darkness that most frightens us? We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people will not feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It is in every one of us. And we let our own light shine. We, can, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. And as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And I love that. That quote came to me because I was thinking this in my head, you know. Who am I to be brilliant and et cetera, et cetera. It's so great. Such a good quote. And... That read that quote gave me permission to get my own office space, and I've had it for almost two years now, and it's been a wonderful gift in my life, and it sort of empowered me and made me realize, oh, you know, I'm I'm a spiritual leader, and I'm I have a gift to share with other people, and it gave me this confidence that that maybe I didn't have before, and so in that decision making, you know, it led me down a path that made me grow, but. Uh, a wise professor once said that don't ever um, 
question your decision making when you're in like a, in, in desolation, when you're in a bad place. Don't go back and think, oh, I shouldn't have gotten that office space. What was I thinking? I didn't even make it there this week, but two days. You know, I had so many other things going on. And so when I'm in a low place, don't ever question a decision that you made when you were in consolation in a good place. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so how many of us have done that? You go into that doubt after you've, and I'm kind of leading up to what Ariane was talking about. Often we, we question decisions after we've made them. Mm-hmm. And it can go so many different ways. Um, if you go one way, you can resent then the person that you made the decision for because so, yeah. you're not doing it for yourself. Um, or if you do it for yourself, um, you know, there's just so many different feelings that you can feel. And so I think that you're right. I think that, it, that at the end of the day, what's most important is that your decision making comes from your heart mm-hmm. and from your gut and that you, um, you know, when you make your decision, you don't go back on yeah. it. Yeah. Or there will be questions but we just forge ahead. Right. And I think what I'm saying is that can it be very empowering to be able to just mm-hmm. make decisions in our life versus that wishy-washy, oh, I don't know, will it hurt somebody's feelings? Or, you know, what is it not right the right time? And when right. will it ever be the right time? I always ask myself, you know, when would it have been the right time for me mm-hmm. to get my office space 10 years from now? Right, right, absolutely. And if things don't go your way, you just tailor it then, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Do different things. Get yeah. smaller, get, you know, or... I don't know, get rid of it (laughs) if you really needed to. I mean, it's it's never the end of the world if you have to change your decision a little bit, alter it. As long as it's a step in the right direction. So sometimes decisions are very, um, they call us to be brave, to be brave to step out of our comfort zone and to go for something that we really want. And maybe that's the invitation today is that what is there, the yoga for you, Joanne, Mm -hmm. You know, you were brave with two little kids to step out and do that. You had the loving support of your husband who said he would cover for you when you weren't around to do it. <laughs> and we need that. Yeah, you know, I, know, I couldn't have done it without it. And yeah. I was thinking as I was preparing to come here today about discernment, and I was thinking about my own husband and thinking, wow, you know, if he hadn't supported me in that in, moment, in that moment right. or even just going back to school with four little kids, right. I wouldn't be sitting here today with all of you. And so we do need loving people in our lives, friends, you know, relatives, neighbors, people that will encourage us to grow in a positive way. I would say surround yourself yes. with really good people. And so I have good people in my life that, that said, oh, I see that in you. They're supporting that decision making. Yeah. So that's important <clears throat> to have yeah. that. Yeah, they're propelling you forward. Yes. And on the flip side of that, Think about Joanne's kids 10 years from now. <clears throat> How cool it would be to have your mom be like a super awesome yoga teacher and, you know, <laughs> right. taking their your classes themselves and kind of bragging to their friends and you as well, Pam, you know, your kids now are so, did seem so well adjusted and just beautiful, bright kids and to think like, well, my mom sort of walks me through everything. She doesn't ever judge. She, you know, holds my hand through everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just such a beautiful relationship. So don't ever feel guilty mm-hmm. that um, you're kind of, you know, making these leaps for yourself. Yeah. And can I just say to that point about my kids that my son, Will, is upstairs right now watching some of our kids, <laughs> and he's 20 years old and a sophomore in college. And I went to Middlebury College and spoke. I did a spiritual wellness talk there 
about a month or two ago. And my son, Will, is a conservation biology major and not really sitting around talking about spiritual things with him. I mean, definitely gets guided by things that I tell him. But uh, we were driving in the car the other day, and he said, you know, he's like, something that you said when you gave that talk at Middlebury College. Aww, <laughs> and I almost pulled the car over. I was like, yes? What was it? <laughs> And so it, they do, Aww, you know, they so and they sweet. saw me go back to school and study yeah. and all of that. And so and they do, it, it does sink in. And uh, so I told my daughter that because she's very into spiritual things. And and she laughed. She said, what was it? What did he say? What did he say? Say <laughs> <laughs> <So> that's private. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but it was just interesting to me that they do. So it's great yeah. for your kids to see you mm-hmm. as a woman mm-hmm. step out and into your higher yeah. self right. and go for what you want. And it's, you know, everything I'm hearing is the wonderful examples you're setting for your children. Yes. Um, Going out of your comfort zone. And, you know, it might not be, they might not see it right now, but in the future, you know, they're going to look back and go, you know what? I've actually talked about it. Yeah, that you really like. And and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're multitasking also. I mean, you have a beautiful family and you're... You're taking care of them, even though sometimes you feel like you're, they're not getting the full attention. But it's okay because you need to take care of yourself, yeah, too. Right, right. That way you can set an example for them, and they can move forward with, with those examples, too. And I think it's great that you have talked to them about it also because you've made it into a teachable moment. You've shown them that this was something that you weren't sure if you wanted to do because of the time it would take away from something else, but you've shown them that you decided it was something important for you in your life, and um, and you're going to step out of your comfort zone, and you're going to do it. And so now, not only do they see the end result, um, but they, they've walked the process with you. Right. Right. Yeah, oh. yeah I, I mean, I've, I've told them, I, my son, Good job. Um, we were talking about it the other day. <laughs> Thanks. And he was like, Mommy, are you teaching Saturday? I'm like, I am. I was like, remember, I was so nervous last week, but it was so fun. And, you know, I'm talking to him about it, it so that he'll see. Yeah, it's like yeah. a conversation starter. Like, it's okay to yeah. be nervous. Just jump in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so also stepping out and doing that for yourself creates this space with your husband to spend time with them that he probably wouldn't have yeah. necessarily. It's really um, how many of you feel like, oh, I, I get it all done. It's just easier for me to do it. I'll take the kids here or you know, no. I've never felt that way. No. I, I have felt I that know, way. But you've said in the yeah. past, let your husbands yeah. do it yeah. and let them do it their way. Yeah. Right? Like yes. I just totally for that. I'm all for it. I just want to say though, Joanne, your your story though of like reintegrating back to work and like yeah. trying this out is so inspiring for me because I feel like next year will be the first time I have both children in school and I'm starting this process of like yes. <laughs> and in my mind I've always sort of, you know, knew that like this would be the right time to start that process so right. I just want to say like this is such a great mm-hmm. conversation because I feel like it will never end it will always be needed to have each other to empower each other and remind each other of the how hard it is yeah. but how important it is to almost like mentally prepare yourself for these second guesses yeah. and like doubts that mm-hmm. you're going to encounter when you take those right those steps forward because it's not easy, and you, like you said, Pam, like you really need the support of people that will like believe in you and will propel you forward. The other, um, yeah, go sorry. ahead. I go was ahead. just going to say that the other the other tool that I use in discernment, and you kind of are leading into this a little bit, is this affirming and denying forces. And so, 
if I, you know, decide that I'm going to go for, for the donut that we talked about at the beginning, right? And I go to the, to the donut store and there's a huge line. I'm like, oh, I don't have time to wait. <laughs> it's a denying force. It's kind of a silly example, but, yeah. oh, well, maybe that's a sign that I shouldn't be I in. I was just going to get into that. Yeah. And so affirming would be, I really want the donut. I go to the donut store. <laughs> And there's nobody there in line. And I go right to the front. And your I favorite grab it, donut is And there. my favorite <laughs> donut is there. The last one be. left, and it's yeah. meant to be. No, but I, and, and we're kidding around, but that idea that I head towards something like the office space, and it was affirming. That wonderful quote came to mind when I was doubting myself, thinking, who are you to be getting office space? And then that quote, who am I not to be? Right. Like, to rise up to my higher self, affirming calling my husband and telling him about it. He's surprised, but he's like, sure, if that's what you want. Wow, affirming. Do you see? Mm -hmm. So if she had said the office space was double the price in my head, denying force. Mm -hmm. And so I use that tool a lot. Um, And and a lot of these things that we've been talking about in the podcast so far, I was thinking that you need to be very present in order to make decisions, to Mm -hmm. check in with yourself. That presence piece that kind of ceasing, resting, kind of embracing the present moment, when we do that, then I am a better decision maker. If I'm on the go and I'm, I'm frantic and I'm rushing about, but when I can pause, talk to a friend about it, sort of, um, and some, some of the things that I wrote down about, uh, uh, about the process would be praying, right? When I'm trying to discern, I listen. I'm listening to what's going on in my body, in my mind, uh, I'm evaluating it, and then I'm sifting through all the possibilities, and then I can act. And when I'm sifting through the possibilities, one of the ways that I do that is also I'm envisioning myself in the office space. What would it look like? How would that feel to have to go over there every day? You know, who's going to walk my dog? Am I going to have time to run home for a lot? You know, all mm-hmm. of, where am I going to park? You know, all, all of those things. So I'm actually physically picturing myself in the space before I make the decision. And then is that affirming, oh, that's easy to do. Oh, I know where to park. I could park at church if they'll let me. And, you know, don't tell anybody that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't park here very often, but every once in a while. So anybody want to add anything to, to, uh, to how they feel about the word discernment now that we've, <laughs> that we've uh, talked about it for a while? I, I just, um, just reaffirming that it's not just, you know, it's so important to have positive people that are around you friends family and as you're just pointing out to stop and listen because sometimes you miss the signs the the symbols the 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 voice telling you what something is if something's right or wrong yeah and that one of the signs for me was the friend that I had lunch with a week before I got the email who called it to my attention and said when are you going to get your own office space yeah plant the seed she planted the seed I called her I was like you can't make this up this is amazing look what happened so I wouldn't have I had ears for that I heard her and so that's those are the signs and the things that you're talking about yeah and then if you get goosebumps I love what you just said though about you envision yourself in in the office Mm -hmm. because for me one of the hardest things about discernment um when I can't make a decision I procrastinate yeah I push it away and because I'm not comfortable 
It's not comfortable because I'm not listening to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not trusting myself. You ignore it. Yeah, I do. I do. And it's, that's not a very good coping skill to have, you know. But I really like what you said about picturing yourself because then you can see the process. You can see it all unfold and it's not overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like you're mentally preparing yourself for those potential barriers right. that you're going to encounter when you are that you would inevitably encounter when you're going through a transition. So it's very, there's so much to that mm-hmm. point of the, the law of attraction and mm-hmm. just sort of like owning what you, do, the life that you want to live. Yeah. And that the power really truly is within all of us. Right. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of like, you know, just truly believing it with yeah. that you have the potential. So it's very empowering. So I would highly recommend this Marianne Williamson quote. And so anything that I mention on the podcasts, you'll be able to find on the Talking Joy website. So any resources and books, things like that. So I'll post oh, good. this you. quote. But I would recommend printing this quote out like I had it printed out. And for a long time in my office, I hung it on the wall because I wanted it to be a reminder if I ever second-guessed my mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm of, oh, yes, right, who am I not to, and I have it, and you can go back to that, and so that idea that, oh, I don't know, I can't make a decision because I don't feel strong enough, there's your reminder, and so I love quotes and things like that, and so that leads us into that time in our podcast where we read a quote from Meredith Jars of Joy, Um, and you can also find that on the website, a link to to getting this Thank Daily you. spiritual practice. So Good we're all going to go. Good week, Pam, by the way. That was, that was a tough one for a minute I was thrown a little bit in the beginning, <laughs> to be honest. What, with the word discernment? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, can we get a definition? Please? <laughs> that, that was my definition. <laughs> I was going to look. And I should probably say that, uh, that I don't tell you all the topic before we sit down and no. talk. And I like that because there's an element of surprise. I don't want anybody to have crafted answers or for our... Our conversation not to feel authentic. So I just saw your face, Jennifer, so I'm going to let you go first. Will you read your quote? You're going to pass, Joanne. Why don't you read yours? Um, A waiting person is a patient person. The word patience means the willingness to stay where we are and live the situation out to the full in the belief that something hidden will manifest itself to us. Henry Nouwen. And so maybe that thing that's hidden could be that decision that you're moving toward. Damn. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere, ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. Yes, and it and you chose the one because you made a really good decision. So mm-hmm. I feel like I did that when I went back to school. I went to a you know, a different path than a lot of my friends, you know, getting a Masters in divinity, you know, mother of four. And so I took the road less traveled by, but Mm. look where it's led me. And so the same is for you. You know, what decisions, what crossroad are you going to come to and how how brave are you going to be to take the one less traveled by? Mm. It is again. This one's about perspective, which we talk about a lot. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. Marcel Proust. Mm. That's good. Mm. Like and that's what quotes are. Yeah. It's it's really it's having new eyes for yes. what's mm. right in yeah, front of you. Exactly. Nothing has changed. I love it. It's the shift mm. in perspective. Right. Right. Yes. yes. The reminder. That's the reminder. a great one. Mine says, uh, those who do not know how to weep with their whole heart don't know how to laugh either. Mm. Yeah. Wow. yeah. It's so true. It's true. 
Yeah, we need both. Yeah, right? joy yeah. and sorrow yeah. live within company of one another at all times. I think this is a good one, especially for men. Mm. I could be wrong, but yeah, I totally. just there's something in our culture about why it, like weakness and vulnerability and but it's so important. I tell my girls all the time, like when mommy cries, it's because mm. I am shedding tears that or need that needed to come out, and like I feel better as a result. Right, and I really try to let them know that it's okay to cry because yeah. it makes you feel better, yeah. and it's a way of expressing yourself yeah. and um, I don't know if they've ever seen their their daddy cry and I want him to know it's okay to yeah. cry yeah. <laughs> because it's a human emotion and yeah. there's no ever any judgment it's just it, if, if you bottle it in so much then yeah. it is a release feeling. it's when yeah. people write and, and there was a great writer once who said her emotions would come down her arm and out through her fingertips yes. through the pen and onto the page mm-hmm. and it's the same with our tears yes. when we hold in emotions and we can release them mm-hmm. it's we're letting it out we're not we're not holding things that weren't ours to hold yeah. in the beginning you know, to begin with. So I don't know how they do that. Yeah. Never how they cry. not cry. And so I'm going to read uh, my quote, and it says, If you trap the moment before it's ripe, the rears of repentance, you'll certainly wipe. But if you once let the ripe moment go, you can never wipe the tears of woe. Wow. William Blake. Wow. Woo. That's deep. That's deep. That one's deep. I'm going to give that one some... Uh, some time, but I also think that when we make decisions before they're ripe, yeah. we hit those Rushing denying forces. Them, huh? So, hmm. so thank you for talking about decision making and discernment. And I think one of the words that came out of of this talk today was bravery. Be brave, be bold, and when you come to that crossroads in your life of decision making, you know, take the road less traveled by. And I think it will un ravel for you in surprising and exciting new ways. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope this talk helped you uh, connect or reconnect to your own inner nature, possibilities, and talents. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at TalkingJoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.